In Southeast Agnet's Ag and Review, for the week ending December the 12th, I had a chance to chat with U.S. Agriculture Secretary Tom Vilsack Friday, and his main message was there are just too many people across rural America who do not have health insurance coverage, and thus he encourages folks to sign up by the December 15th deadline. The fact is that there's a high level of uninsured people in rural America and that rural Americans pay more out-of-pocket expense for their health care and have less access to health care. The Affordable Care Act is helping to change that uh, picture. Um, more people are getting insured and costs are coming down and access is being expanded, but uh, there are still too many people out there that don't have insurance coverage, and so we want to make sure they know that now is the time to enroll for insurance uh, coverage. Uh, they can go online at healthcare.gov. Uh, they can take a look at what... Uh, Policies might uh, be available. They might be surprised how uh, inexpensive they are. Uh, some folks are being able to get uh, policies for $100 a month or less uh, after taking into consideration the tax credits. The OSAC said it also provides wellness and prevention services along with lower drug costs for senior citizens as a disproportionate number of people living in rural America are seniors. And it's important that people start looking at this. Uh, if uh, folks sign up uh, in December 15th, they'll be able to get coverage effective J- uh, January 1. Uh, of next year. Uh, If they uh, wait until after the 15th of December, then they won't be able to get coverage until February 1 of 2015, and they have until the end of February to to enroll. So want to make sure folks keep an eye on that uh, that important issue. So Vilsack encourages rural Americans to sign up at healthcare.gov, but again, you must do so by December 15th to get coverage that starts January 1st. Uh, USDA's National Agriculture Statistics Service released their December cotton production forecast this week, and according to Angie Considine, the overall numbers did drop some from last month. Fall cotton production is forecast at 15.9 million bales, down 3% from last month, but up 23% from last year. Yield is expected to average 773 pounds per harvested acre, down 48 pounds from last year. Harvest progressed throughout the cotton-producing regions during November. As of November 23rd, 77% of the crop had been harvested, identical to the same time last year, but six percentage points behind the five-year average. Record high yields are forecast in Arizona, Arkansas, Florida, Kansas, North Carolina, and Virginia. Cotton production in Georgia is forecast at 2.5 million bales, down 4% from last month, but up 8% from last year. In Alabama, production is forecast at 650,000 bales, up 7% from November and up 10% from last year. Florida production is expected to total 210,000 bales, unchanged from last month, but up 20% from 2013. In summary, all cotton production in the United States is forecast at 15.9 million bales in 2014 down 3% from last month, but up 23% from last year. This is Angie Considine with the USDA National Agriculture Statistics Service. In other news, a variety of farm bill meetings took place across the southeast this past week, and according to Tyron Spearman, even more will be held this next week. More farm bill educational sessions are being held across the southeast. Monday at 9.30 in Tifton, Georgia, at the University of Georgia Tifton Campus Conference Center. Then also on Monday, December the 15th at 4 p.m. in Bainbridge at the Cloud Livestock Facility. That starts at 4 p.m. Then in Dawson, Georgia, that'll be on December the 16th, 
Terrell County 4-H Pavilion. That starts at 9.30. And then December the 16th in Quitman, Georgia, at the Brooks County Ag Center. That starts at 4 p.m. Also in Florida, on Defuniac Springs, that'll be December the 16th at 6 p.m. at the Walton County Extension Service in Defuniac Springs. And then on December the 18th at 6 p.m. in Mariana, Florida, at the Jackson County Ag Conference Center. That will be in Mariana, Florida. December the 18th. But a lot of emphasis being placed on farm bills and a lot of emphasis being placed on farmers making their decision as they plan for the new crop year. I'm Tyron Spearman for Southeast Agnet. Cindy Zimmerman had a story this week about a washing blue jean. Earlier this year, Levi Strauss CEO Chris Berg made news when he recommended not washing your jeans. These are one of my favorite jeans. These jeans are maybe a year old, and these have yet to see a a washing machine. I know that sounds totally disgusting, but believe me, it can be done. You can spot clean it, you can air dry it, and... It's fine. I have yet to get a skin disease or anything else. It works. Vicki Martin with Cotton Incorporated says that may be true in some cases. You know, I somewhat agree with that depending on, on what your jeans are and what they do for you. Certainly a designer, high-end, a dark wrench denim, you want to maintain that look as long as you can. You, you know, tend not to wear it as long. You're probably going to hold off and not launder it as often, and you're going to launder it differently versus a pair of good work jeans that you live in, that you're out in the field in, that, you know, is getting grimy over time you're going to wash that or want to wash that more often uh, and, and the aspect of that is is that sometimes with something like a denim garment the dirtier it gets the worse it actually is for the fabric and you do need to maintain it by washing it you know on a certain periodic basis but you know for average consumer day-to-day life certainly you can go three or four washes you know wearings before washing but if you've gotten sole or you've really perspired in a pair of jeans you probably want to consider washing it more often and i think i'm still going to wash my jeans I'm Cindy Zimmerman, Southeast Agnet. And we wrap up this week's podcast with Everett Greiner looking at Ag Museum. Agriculture does as much as any segment of our industry to keep its practitioners up to date and fully informed about its progress and its future. Unfortunately, it does little to remind us of the past. You know, there are a few agricultural museums around this country, but they're not promoted to, to any great extent. Where would you go to see a horse-drawn farm implement? Most young farmers have never seen a set of cotton scales. only place you'll likely see rakes, hoes, and pitchforks is hanging on the wall of an old, old barn. In the family home, you won't likely see a churn, a foot-pedal sewing machine, or a hand-cranked meat grinder. And yet, these tools were as vital to our ancestors as tractors, electronic appliances, and even air conditioning is to modern farming. If there's one near you, visit a farm museum. It'll be worth your time. That's Ag Review for today. Everett Greiner, Southeast AgNet. You can hear those reports and more from this past week on our website, southeastagnet.com. Randall Wiseman, Southeast AgNet.